0: Welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant.
1: And I'm Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And this week's episode is brought to you by Simple Wishes. Simple Wishes offers hands-free pumping and nursing bras featuring a patented dual-function nursing clasp. And today's episode is also brought to you by Zomi, breast pumps approved by lactation consultants and loved by moms. And we will hear more um, from our sponsors later, but uh, you can find our sponsors and... Um, all of our sponsors at com. They make this podcast possible. So if you could head to com and our sponsor page and see if you can give them any business if you need anything. And um, while you're there, you can scroll down and enter your email address and you'll have episodes sent straight to your inbox every week. And uh, Diane has our review of the week.
0: And it comes from Dana Houston Jones. She sent, a, I hope she doesn't mind, I'm like totally calling her out by name here, but <laughs> she sent us an email at the badassbreastfeedingpodcast at gmail.com and she said, hi, Diane and Abby, I just had to reach out and express how grateful I am for finding your podcast. I'm a first time mom of a five month old boy and I knew before long I was ever pregnant that breastfeeding relationship was something I very much wanted. It didn't take me long to discover how much conflicting information, judgment, and stigma there is in the United States when it comes to breastfeeding. Your podcast has been such a valuable resource to me in having confidence that my body is doing and providing exactly what it needs for my baby. Your words have made it so much easier. So your words have made so much of this easier for me too. If I were just using Facebook groups and shit advice from people around me as a resource, I'd be making things so much harder for no reason and doubting all my decisions along the way. You guys have also given me the confidence to start bed sharing with my little guy and holy shit, I can't believe how much more sleep we are all getting. I'm only five months in. I initially set myself a goal of a year, but after finding your podcast, I intend to go as long as my son wants to and potentially tandem nurse down the road if we have another. As a social worker myself, you guys fire up my activist spirit to go out and play my part in normalizing this biologically normal and wonderful thing and counter misinformation when I can. You also give me more reasons to keep hating capitalism. (laughs) yes (laughs) thank you for fueling my newest passion and doing the work you do i will always recommend this podcast to any of my nursing friends i am also listening to revolutionary revolution parenting and i look forward to your voices in my ear as i'm moving towards a world of gentle parenting so dana sounds a little bit like a badass so go out there and get them i love how um
1: contagious empowerment is
0: Oh, I know. Like when
1: people start to feel empowered and it kind of spreads to people around them and they, it just like, it really gets into people's skins and it spreads to every area of their life. Mm-hmm. And like, I love seeing that like people learn about, you know, breastfeeding and, and start doing these things and they learn about something that feels good to them. And then their all of their plans change and they just com- look at everything so completely differently. That's exactly what happened to me too. Mm. And it doesn't happen to everybody. Not everybody wants to nurse until their kids want to stop, and that's fine. But it, you know, for for many people, they do. They change, you know, at exa- their plans. They change everything.
0: So much changes. Your ideas change so much after you have a baby. It really does. Like the more you learn, and the more yeah things you like, figure it's out, contagious. the more you, like it's yeah. a
1: virus, like a good cont- good virus. virus.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good COVID. <laughs> Yeah. No. So that's so thank you so much for sending us in. I think that's awesome. And you can send us your reviews. You can put them on iTunes. You can send us an email. iTunes helps a lot. Um, And either way, we get them.
1: Yes. And if you are going to leave a review, I have some pointers for you. (laughs) First of all, make sure that it is regarding the podcast that you are listening to and that you have actually listened to that podcast. Um, we have a re- review on our um, iTunes right now that says this person will never listen to us again because we had so-and-so on this podcast and so-and-so has never been on this podcast. Mm-mm. Diane and I were <laughs> up last night Googling this person going, what the hell? I don't know who this person is. And um, so my suggestion is to make sure that the review is relevant. That's all the that's all we request. Yeah, that's but it. I was, tell us how you feel. I don't care either way. We like your reviews, but when they don't apply, it's kind of like okay.
0: <laughs> what? At least-, <laughs> at least make it apply? <sighs> and We're both like, did this really? Ha- did did we? Did we talk to this person? I know. I'm, I'm, I I'm
1: researching my own podcast, <laughs> looking at all the people that we interviewed, and I'm like, what am I doing? And like this, is- I don't know who this person is, and somebody's confused. <sighs> yeah. So just make it about. All Just make it about yeah. this podcast. podcast. Like if you're going to leave a review, make it about this one, the badass breastfeeding
0: podcast. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> we're going to talk about some cool stuff today. So, I know like originally what did we put? Like we Oh my god, my words are totally caught up in each other. So, we're going to talk about like gut health and baby poop. poop. Yeah. So, I ended up getting caught up in this whole Microbiome thing
1: I know I like how the research Sometimes changes The, the way that we approach The topic Yes after we get into And we have an idea And then you start looking Into the idea And then you're like Oh wait Maybe it should be about this So I haven't done any research <laughs> You <laughs> tell
0: me what the You tell me what Today's episode's about <laughs> Well, and we can definitely, I, I'm sure we will talk about poop because...
1: We it, have to talk about poop because I have things right. to say about poop and everybody loves talking about baby poop. Like what right. is the deal? Is you know, poop is just this neutral thing in your life until you have a baby and it's the center of your focus. Oh yeah. Like, oh my God, it's too hard. It's too soft. It's the wrong color. Oh my God. I, rem- I remember like poking my fingers into Jack's poop, trying to I, figure out if it was like too hard or too soft. I
0: never did that. I can say that (laughs) up front right now. (laughs) I don't think I ever poked my child's poop.
1: Mm -hmm. I was obsessed with it. Mm -hmm. And I would keep a poop log on the wall.
0: Oh, my gosh. Of like
1: what, how often he pooped and what the, um, I mean, hi. No, I'm not struggling with anxiety over here
0: or anything (laughs) at all. I definitely, well, I did keep a log for a little bit and then I kind of got to the point where I was like, all right, I can't keep up with this. I have too much stuff going well, yeah, on yeah, it
1: eventually goes away as they get a little bit older and the poop gets a little bit more. more but even people. now with a 10 and a seven-year-old, and if they're like, I don't know. They're like, my poop was kind of like diarrhea. I'm like, what? Oh, my God. <laughs> and then I go in the
0: toilet and look. Oh, my God. I do have a little funny story to say about this. So my kid, you know, my twins are 19 now. Yeah. And... A couple weeks ago, well, it was probably a month or two ago, my son was like, mom, I think I need an appointment with my doctor. You know, my twins are boy girls. So Mm -hmm. I think I need an appointment with my doctor. And I'm like, okay, well, you do have one coming up, but you want one before then? Like, is there something? And he goes, yeah, just a video is fine. And I go... Is this something you don't want to talk to me about? Because he's kind of being a little sly, right? Yeah. And I'm like, is this something you don't want to talk to me about? And he goes, well, I can, but I, you know, I don't really need to. Uh, you know, I could talk to my doctor about it. And my daughter goes, is this that poop thing again? <laughs> and he goes, yes, Jess, it's the poop thing again. Because <laughs> he's like, he's got like the worst diet in the world. So, like, he always has these poop issues. But yeah. it is like, you really, you go from knowing exactly what's going on with their poop habits yeah. to having zero idea what's going on <laughs> with them as they become yeah. older kids. Yeah, But I have had clients who keep track of their baby's poop for months and months and months, like oh, journals. Yeah. I mean, I remember going to somebody's house and she brought out this notebook and it had every single poop and pee this baby had done for six months. Oh my God. And, I'm sure there's an app for it. I'm sure there's plenty <laughs> oh, yeah, apps for it. Absolutely. And then, you know, people really just, well, they didn't poop today. Is that okay? What's going to happen? And people call the pediatric office. all the time. Well, the baby didn't poop or the baby pooped, but it looked like this. Is that normal? Is this okay? It's like really, there's so much, there's so much about it. And then yep. you just don't expect it to look like it looks. You expect it to look like yours, I think, like with your first baby. You're like, okay, this doesn't look right. Here, this is I just weird. did
1: a poop search in the <laughs> iTunes or the I, what's that called? The app store? Oh, yeah. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, something called Fart World. I <laughs> it doesn't seem to apply. But there's a lot. Yeah. Anyway, just people are obsessed with poop. And then now people, of course, are taking advantage of that. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So I don't know if we should talk about like, so I did, we could talk about poop for half an hour but I did I do some research on microbiome, and I got freaking yeah. papers everywhere and research okay, notes and all stuff. tell this us what stuff. you found. So, somebody's going to hear about microbiome. I don't care if it's <laughs> you guys or it's my <laughs> husband later, <laughs> but somebody's going to hear about it. <laughs> <laughs> this was not all for nothing. Let Diane no. talk. Tell us what you found. Give us nice. your uh, and dissertation. And it actually, it's really interesting, but I want everybody to know off the off the top, I am not a scientist in any way, shape or form. So I think part of the reason why I kept re- like reading more stuff and researching yeah. more stuff was to try to make myself understand it better. Because oh, yeah. there's so much to this. And microbiome is kind of a big thing now. Like everybody kind of like, yeah. oh, you know, like there's movies about it. And like, there's all this stuff about it. And we, and we do learn a little bit more about how infants are affected by it. -hmm. Which is something that wasn't happening when my kids were babies. Like, nobody talked about, like, oh, are you taking care of your baby's gut? Like, nobody talked about that. Like, yeah, right. Yeah, that's a big thing now. It is. It's totally a big thing. And there's a couple of things that really affect your baby's gut right out of the gate. So that is kind of like something. And of course, that leads to, you know, that can lead to poop and all that other stuff too. But so the first year, a couple things. First year of life is pivotal to the development of your gut microbiota. And breast milk is the main influence factor of the composition of the gut. So, or of the microbiota. So let's do a couple definitions here because I had to look this stuff up. I was like, what the heck does all this stuff mean? So, microbiome is the collection of genomes from all the microorganisms in the environment. Microbiota is the microorganisms found in a specific environment, and the genome are organisms the organism's complete set of DNA and a microorganism is an organism that is microscopic, like that's the bacteria, mm. the fungi, and you know all that stuff, so really, like this is like the bacteria that's in your baby's gut, and we know there's good bacteria and there's bad bacterias mm-hmm. so what? what's the deal? Like, how does this impact our baby? But breast milk really promotes the growth of the good bacteria. It helps to kill, maybe not, well, it helps to either kill and or keep the bad bacteria from multiplying. So that is a really important piece of your baby's life, like getting their gut started off because that carries on into life. Like that Mm -hmm. is really can lead to a lot of other health issues later on. If you're, if you don't get that started off on a good note. Mm -hmm. Now there are a couple of things that can impact getting things started. And one of them is how your baby is born. That makes a huge difference in how, what the makeup of your baby's gut microbiome is. C section deliveries, your baby is not as set up with a microbiome as they are for vaginal deliveries. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying like, oh my God, nobody should ever get a C section. I mean, I had one too, but you can't avoid it. You're right. There's I mean, sometimes you can't avoid it. Uh, but that is one of the things that is that they are said because when babies are born vaginally, they are getting that bacteria from their mom you know, from the vaginal canal and that is helping to set up. They need that. They need that, that bacteria.
1: Isn't that some, or the reason why like that, like in a, you know, a kind of textbook birth, the baby is born facing the anus. Yeah. So that their face scrapes along that area as yeah, they come that, out and they get all that bacteria.
0: Yeah. It's like really important. Isn't that Did I hear that? Or am I making that up? I could no. totally be making that up. And they call it like, when people, I, there's a word, there's a name for it. I can't remember what it is for parents who are having a scheduled C-section and want the the flora given to the baby. Oh, oh. um, and doctors are like, um, "What are you talking about? We're not doing that." Like, it's yeah. totally. I can't remember the name of it, but that's right. that is like that's the whole thing.
1: Well, I remember when I was pregnant with Exley, or with Jack too, but with Exley, I had a home birth, and with the midwives. You know, you, they, how they test you for GBS? Yeah. And so I was GBS positive. And in the hospital, they just give you, they like start giving you antibiotics. But at a home birth, they were like, We you know, we don't have that. So we're gonna have you do like a um you do like a vaginal uh, cleanse with like oh. soap. Oh. Like with a like a douche. Oh, okay. Um and so I had to you know, you have to do that, which clears up all of the like bacteria and stuff other. And so I remember saying, like, don't they want that? Don't they need that bacteria? And she's like, Well <laughs> Yeah, but we have to, we're trying to avoid a GBS positive baby.
0: Yeah. So we need to kill all that. So, you know, yeah. And that is, uh, so, and that's another thing that was um, noted as being an issue was all the antibiotics that mothers or babies get either during labor or right after delivery. Mm -hmm. That is another, um, that is another problem. So one of the, and I think this is kind of interesting, in utero the utero or the the stage in utero is the least understood period of microbial development the thought that the womb is sterile and accordingly that the neonate's microbiome is the f- is first seeded at birth is the accepted dogma however studies consistently emerge that suggest microbial communities exist in the placenta amniotic fluid and meconium accordingly in intra- intrauterine seeding is an intriguing possibility. For example, it is believed that the placenta harbors a wide range of microbes, many of which originate in the mouth. Thus, if children are exposed to placenta flora in utero, one can readily understand why maternal prenatal oral health is so important. So I think that is so interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, The next stage of floral development is labor and delivery. So that is you know like what we were just talking about um babies delivered via c-section experience altered less beneficial microbial inoculation the change in delivery mode may ultimately explain why c-section is associated with a number of long-term health challenges and they do say like i've seen that before um i really don't know too much about that i said i'm a c-section parent C-sections are pretty high. I'm not going to say, oh my God, your kid's doomed for the rest of their life if you have a C-section. We know C-sections save lives. So we are not going to like dwell on that at all. Skin-to-skin contact after your baby is born transfers valuable skin microbes to the baby. A number of these organisms possess antimicrobial properties that defend against pathogens. So that skin-to-skin time is super important. And that's why we say like we want your baby to be inoculated with your bacteria when they're first Mm -hmm. born, not the nurse. You know what I mean? That's taking your baby and like, you know, so that's why we want that baby to be skin to skin right away to go right on parents as soon as they're born so that they can get that bacteria inoculation. Um, There's also like really amazing properties to breast milk that will uh, impact that bacteria as well. Um, that they can't duplicate in formula, that they just, oh, yeah, they just can't. Right. No. And it's really fascinating how much, you know, how much your, your body will do what it needs to do in order to protect your baby and to get their microbiome set up the way it needs to be set up. Um, there is a lot of discussion in these. I'm going to like link all these articles and stuff that I found because they're really pretty cool. There is um, a lot of talk about how formula feeding can disrupt that process, and um, I don't think that's ever talked about the way it needs to be. You know, and people just say, "Oh, well, you know, formula feeding and breastfeeding, you know, it's the same," and blah blah. blah. And it's like, no, it, it really it, it isn't the same.
1: No, there's a yeah, lot of differences that's, there. That's. That's the problem is the false advertising and the misinformation. It's not the fact that people use formula because sometimes people want to or need to. Or have they just to. need to be have yeah, they yeah. they need to have information. When we're given when we're given information that's not true, it's just not helpful for anybody. Right. right. And we should talk more about this after a break. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Zomi Breast pumps approved by lactation consultants and loved by moms. Zomi's unique alternating mode design works with you to make expressing breast milk as comfortable and easy as possible. Their pumps have hospital-grade strength are portable, BPA-free, and best of all, covered by all insurances. The new Zomi Z2 features three different pumping styles, which you can further tailor for comfort. Massage, expression, and two-phase mode, expression and massage. The Zomi Z2 is a closed system pump that prevents milk from backing up in the tubing. It also comes with a lithium battery and a micro USB port with cable for connecting to a power source. Ideal for working and traveling. Zomi understands how crucial breastfeeding and pumping are to motherhood, so they made it easier with their double electric breast pumps. Check out Zomi at Zomi.com. That's Z-O-M-E-E.com And use code BADASS20 for 20% off. And today's episode is also brought to you by Simple Wishes. Simple Wishes offers hands-free pumping and nursing bras featuring a patented dual-function nursing clasp to easily switch between nursing and pumping, and buttery soft light-as-air fabrics for 24-7 comfort. Simply undo the lower clasp and slip your pump flange into the hidden pump support liner for a hands-free pumping experience. Undo the upper clasp for easy access for breastfeeding. Simple Wishes bras are smooth with no lumps that show under your shirt. The bras are designed to fit every shape of breast so that you don't need to feel uncomfortable while you're trying to pump or enjoy a nursing session with your baby. No one wants to waste their money on cheap products that don't last. Simple Wishes has you covered for your entire journey. You could check out every style of bra. There are a lot at SimpleWishes.com. SimpleWishes.com. Use code BADASS30 for 30% off of your purchase. And today's sponsors and the promo codes can be found in our show notes under this episode at com. Our show notes will also include further information about things we talk about in this episode. And at BadassBreastfeedingPodcast.com, you'll also find our breastfeeding resources, all of our other episodes, and information about scheduling your very own one-on-one online lactation consultation with
0: Diane. And I will talk with you about poop. <laughs> You could tell her all your poop stories. I could tell you all the poop stories, yes. All right, there's a couple cool little things I do want to say about the microbiome really quickly before we go on to, before we talk a little bit more about poop. But there's a couple of components to your breast milk, which are super important with when it comes to this. So some of the sugars that are found in breast milk promote the development of a substance called lactobacillus bifidus. Oh my God. I don't know why they name this stuff so crazy but which makes the gut more acidic, thus helping to stop harmful bacteria from growing. Another substance found in breast milk is lactoferrin, which binds with iron, starving the harmful bacteria of the iron that they need to multiply, which I think is pretty cool. The other thing that is in our breast milk that really kind of takes off is ogliosaccharides. And we know that that is something in our breast milk and that is, a sugar. Um, and it's a comp, they're called oh, human milk oligosaccharides. They're unique to primate milk, function as prebiotics to provide a selective growth advantage over pathogens, anti adhesive antimicrobial agents, which selectively bind pathogens, and antimicrobial and antibiofilm compounds, which are which also help against pathogens. So your milk is really just geared to help all of the good bacteria in your baby's gut flourish and grow, which keeps them healthier. So some of the things that can happen, and we see this a lot with like, oh, so for example, a mom is on antibiotics And she is breastfeeding her baby. Um, I had this happen not too long ago where I had a parent that was on antibiotics and her baby ended up having like really almost like diarrhea type poops. Mm. She was like, I don't know, the doctor told me that maybe I should give up dairy. Do you think that's what's going on? And I said, no, I really think it's the antibiotic. Like, so the antibiotic was, you know, was given to the, to the mother And it was impacting her microbiome and her bacterias, which is then impacting the babies, which was causing the baby to have loose stools, loose poop and Mm. diarrhea because the baby was being impacted by that bad bacteria. Mm. So like that microbiome, like how that set up in your baby system and those pathogens and those that, you know, bad bacteria that can cause a lot of problems with like poop and things like that. And that's why formula-fed babies sometimes really struggle with digesting formula. Mm-hmm. And with things like colic and diarrhea, we see those things happening a lot with with formula-fed babies and they have to like switch formulas and try different things to see. And they always go, oh, it's the lactose. And it's like, it's. I don't think it's just the lactose in the formulas. I think a lot of it is too that that... The formula just does not encourage growth of good bacteria Mm -hmm. in your baby to help with their their digestive system and their intestines and all of that stuff. So pooping for your baby, like we know that the breast milk poop, like that's kind of what we call the breast milk poop, Mm -hmm. is that yellow, soft, mushy. Yeah, CD kind of poop that nobody expects it to see. I was doing a um breastfeeding class the other day and I was like it will be like Winnie the Pooh yellow. Yeah. Like that's the color of and It smells yeah. like buttery popcorn. Sometimes. It kind of does. Yeah, it kind of does. But it doesn't and there's but there's variations to that. So don't ever feel like, okay, my baby's poop has to look exactly like this picture or exactly as we're talking about it, because there can be variations. Sometimes it's more orange. Sometimes it's a little greenish tinged. Sometimes it's a little bit, you know, less yellow. It just, all of that is okay. Sometimes babies poop every day. Sometimes they don't. A lot of times breastfed babies Mm -hmm. poop way less frequently, like wait, like they'll poop a lot in the beginning. And then after about six, eight weeks, then they poop a lot less. And that is really pretty normal for a breastfed baby. Sometimes they go like days and days and that's okay. And that freaks parents out. It does. Because then it's like my baby's constipated. I need to give them something
1: mm-hmm. and all of this. Yeah, like that happens all the time. There's very little waste with breast milk.
0: Yeah, just there's not much waste for them to get rid of. So... That's one of the things I think we talked about that when we talked about overfeeding is Mm. sometimes I'll see, you know, sometimes we see spitting up with overfeeding, but often I will see a ton of pooping with overfeeding. And I will ask parents like, is a baby poop a lot? And they'll be like, oh my God, constantly. They have a diaper rat, you know, like it's just their skin's breaking down. They're pooping all the time. And it's like, that's how their body's getting rid of the waste or getting rid of that excess. Maybe they're not spitting it up, but they're pooping a ton. Um yeah. but what you t- I mean and and poop is very individualized. And I try to tell people that too. Like it's very it's very individualized. Like we don't expect every single baby to poop exactly the same. But for some reason that's what we expect. You know what I like yeah. do you know what I mean? Like it just yeah. they're like, oh, my baby isn't pooping five times a day, and that's what this book says they're supposed to be doing. So then they freak out that their baby's not pooping that many times a day. It's like, but you're maybe that's just your baby. Like that's how they are. They don't always poop like that, yeah,
1: now, they they're all different.
0: They're all very different now, a couple of things that you can do. um one of the things that I do recommend, especially if the mom has to like if the mom's on antibiotics for something, um, I was going to say, don't refuse antibiotics. Right. Like if you need antibiotics, then take them. Right. And they happen, you know, like even after, after you have, like they do them a lot, obviously, if like the, if you're giving birth in a hospital and you're, you know, strep B positive, whatever, which yeah. by the way, is pretty, like that's 20 to oh, 30%. Yeah. That's pretty common. Yeah, totally. um, I had a mom one time who was told she was strep B positive and she thought it was an STD. She like oh. punched her boyfriend in the face. Oh my God. I know. <laughs> Oh no, you <laughs> know, oh but my it's God. really, and you could be strep positive one baby and not the next baby. Like it's just a, a bacteria that's growing. It's like, it's not yeah. anything like, oh my God, it's this horrible, you know, thing that you've been diagnosed with. It's just, it's really common and they'll give you antibiotics for that. Um, but after you have your baby, I mean, you could be a couple months into breastfeeding and maybe you have to have some dental work done or maybe you have, you know, maybe there's something else going on there and you they end up giving yeah. you an di- antibiotic and that is totally okay. Like, don't not take it, but it might impact your baby's gut flora and it might mm-hmm. be, you know, it might make them a little bit uncomfortable. It might be upsetting to their stomach, just like it is when you take an antibiotic for too long. Mm-hmm. So, and then can- they'll recover. Right. They will. They will absolutely recover. And that's what, like that one mom that said, well, my, you know, my doctor told me maybe I should give up dairy. And I was like, no, I really think it's the antibiotic. And I think we should give it a little time, you know, because it does take, and some of the things that I was reading here is that it does take a little time. Like if you go back to only breastfeeding, like say you needed a supplement, you know, in the hospital, you need a supplement. And that introduction of formula caused a disruption of your baby's gut flora. It will recover when you go back to just breastfeeding. So it just takes a little bit of time for your baby's gut to recover from that, but it will recover. So you just need to give it that time, but you can also give your baby a uh, probiotic because that will also help them for their, you know, for their gut flora too. And you can take one. Like I know there are important, like people take them all the time and they really Mm -hmm. work. I have not, I don't know if you take one or if your kids take one. I do. Do you, do you find that it's helpful? I um, should take one. I should give one to my son because I think he really I needs can't one. Even but I don't say that I
1: notice much of a difference. I just like hear that it's good for you. So I t-
0: <laughs> Yeah. Like that's <laughs> kind of how I feel about it. I think the reason why I don't is that I'm confused by what's good and what's not good. You know, right. and I think there's some out there that are really like good ones that you should be taking. Oh and right. then I think there are some out there that are just junk. And right. I'm afraid of like falling into the junk category. Yeah. So right. I don't know enough do about. It, yeah, like,
1: I think the food derived ones are the best ones. Oh, probably. I can send you the one that I take.
0: Okay, my uh, kids but,
1: take it too, but I think those are for like little kids. Oh, so maybe you're, your big kids would probably just need like an adult.
0: I but, don't know. They need something, man. Uh, <laughs> some kind of something. <laughs> but it is. Um, I I mean, if you are a parent who is breastfeeding, and I mean, you're, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably are, or you're planning to, if you're pregnant. I mean, just kind of know, like, I think it's really interesting that during pregnancy, they're finding too that you're, you know, that your baby is being impacted by the bacteria already. And I think that is really interesting. And then just kind of feel really good about the fact that your milk is really helping to set your baby's gut up for success and really like fighting off those bad pathogens and keeping up with the good ones and that's a really important thing i mean that they they were showing that a lot of this can lead to um allergy one of the one of the articles that i was reading was about allergy prevention and um how the gut microbiota by breastfeeding was could be the gateway to preventing allergy because mm-hmm. um it can cause you know that that bad bacteria that can get into your baby's system can cause allergy and they do notice more like food allergies, eczemas, things like that with those babies, which is why we see that more with formula feeding too. Mm. Yeah. So it's really interesting once it kind of, to try to put it all together. But I will link these articles if anybody wants to be a nerd and read through all, <laughs> you know, all this stuff. But it is really, it's really kind of cool. And it talks about like the open gut, um, which babies are born with like what they call like an open gut. Like the cells are separated. Uh. And it's like that for the first like four to six months. And it's very easy for good bacteria to pass through, but it's also very easy for bad bacteria to pass through. So that's why one of the reasons why like the breast milk, the components to the breast milk kind of grab up all that bad bacteria and keep it from getting into your baby's system because of that open gut. So there's a lot of cool information about it. Um, if you want to read more about it, I will definitely link it all in there. And there's like a cool, I like found this cool little picture that shows like the bad bacteria, the names of the bad bacteria, the names of the good bacteria, and you know thought that was telling. Was That's like, awesome. Oh. I know. So, well,
1: thanks oh. for doing all that
0: research, Diane. <laughs> <laughs> it is my pleasure. We all appreciate it. Yeah, it is my pleasure. So <laughs> don't worry about your baby's poop. Uh, get a probiotic if it's something that you're interested in. If you are concerned that their poop is not where it needs to be. But um, breastfeeding will keep it pretty normal. And babies, like when you're breastfeeding, you can't even find information on constipated babies when breastfeeding. Oh, yeah. Right. And people always say, oh, maybe I think my baby's constipated. I know. Constipated. I like, know. That's such not, a big thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's because it's
1: another thing we don't know. Right. Like, yeah. I, you know, an adult poops every day or sometimes more. And so how can my baby possibly go, you know, so many days? Because right. your baby's just having breast
0: milk, not Big Macs. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just, it just is. It's just okay. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Or at least try not to. I don't want to tell you what to worry about and what not to worry about, but try not to because it's okay. And get rid of the app if you have one, if you're tracking. Oh, yeah. 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 It's another app you can delete. Yeah, absolutely. That's it.
1: Thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.